A new year is finally here. 2020, this is it, guys. Time to fulfill those New Year's resolutions. So what's yours? Well, mine is getting organized. So whether it may be that you've got a side hustle or you're a full-time entrepreneur, you're going to need a way to keep everything organized with your contracts. Enter QuickTrack. My friends at QuickTrack have the best way for you to create and sign a contract all from your mobile device. It's that easy. And you could do it all in 60 seconds. You don't have to worry about all the silly legal lingo. You don't have to understand any of that stuff. Plus, you can get it done, sent out to the other person, and get paid all within the app. So whichever side of the contract you might be on, you're going to love QuickTrack. Go download the free QuickTrack app today from the App Store. QuickTrack, Q-U-I-K-T-R-A-C-T, QuickTrack. For me especially, it's uh, finding people that I'm passionate about and that I feel like our messages align. I like to say I work with do-good clients. Yeah. So that are impacting the world uh, in a positive way. Because as a publicist, you know, you're creating news. You know, you are telling (laughs) reporters and hosts, this is the next big thing that people need to buy. This is the person people need to be listening to. And so I feel icky if I'm promoting something I don't believe in or that I feel isn't leaving the world a better place. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I have said no to certain working with certain people or certain businesses because I feel like it doesn't align and I don't feel right promoting it. And um, I think it's important to finding, you know, a team that you feel like you align with because it's so easy to say yes to anything. Yeah. But um, standing your ground is so important. Well, hey, happy Friday, everybody. I've got a very special guest on the podcast today in studio live with me, Charlotte Silverstein. She is the founder of Lena Rose PR. She's brought me quite a few awesome guests on the podcast um, when I first was getting started out with After Orange Slices, and I've just developed such a fantastic relationship with this girl boss. She is such a cool woman. Of course, she knows so much about what it takes for athletes, celebrities, influencers, whoever you may be, to market yourself, whether it's social media, just out in the world in general, um, if you have a product, a business, if you yourself are your brand. That's what we're going to talk about today. So I cannot wait to introduce you to Charlotte. Well, hey, Charlotte, welcome to the studio. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. It's about time because you've brought me so many awesome guests. So welcome. Thank you for having me. And it's great to be down in Orange County. Um, I actually went to school down the road at Chapman. So I love being back here. Any excuse to hang out with you. And uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, your old stomping grounds. I know. It's it's crazy. I don't come down here often enough, actually. Yeah, no, definitely. It's a good excuse, good time, and a good time of year because it's so beautiful right now. And like... Mm the Christmas decorations and everything. It's just so cute. But I've got to say, you just like look like a publicist right now. <laughs> just your look, everything. That's what she does. She's a publicist. Yes. Um. So we're going to get into all of that, all of what you do. But I have to say before off the bat, and I for forget, 
What was that event that we went to? It was the Women in Business event oh, yeah. that you were invited to? Jane, okay. uh, Women Business Brunch in Beverly Hills. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that was such an awesome event. And I wanted to bring it up before I forgot because one of my favorite things that you spoke about on the panel is a panel for women. Um, and you helped put it together with Organized Jane. But one of my favorite things that you said was, as a publicist, you said, somebody told you, Charlotte, it's when you were having a bad day, that Charlotte, it's not PR. No, it's not ER. It's PR. Yeah. And I love that because that sticks with me even though I'm not in PR. But just I remind myself I'm not saving lives. Exactly. If I can't like <laughs> get things done, you know, and I'm in a crisis mode, you know, everything's going to be okay. Like life is not going to be over. And that I'm not kidding you. Even though I'm not a publicist, that has stuck with me since. <laughs> and I've told so many people that and they have thought it's the best saying and I know that like you can't take full on credit no, for it. No, I it's, can't. <laughs> it's one of your employees, but I mean it's it's applicable to any aspect of your life. Um even when I'm not in publicist mode yeah. and I'm, you know, stressed out shopping groceries or, you know, something just sets me off. I have to remember I'm not saving lives right now. Like <laughs> it's the world's not going to end. And I think we have to remember that just to take a step back and slow down. And it's so easy to get caught up and think that what you're working on in that moment, that the world's going to end and it's not. You just have to calm down. And we, I think these days, cause ourselves a lot of unnecessary stress. And it's so important (laughs) to remember that. We're not in the ER unless you're an ER doctor. I'm sorry. We're we're talking about this. I'm sure your job is so stressful. But um, for us folk out out of the hospital, we need to remember that um, you know we need to take time and step back and relax because yeah we're not curing cancer. No, we're okay. Totally, I think that is so important, especially in the social media space in this digital age where we're seeing everybody talk about you know either mental health or just dealing with our day to day issues. Um, I think it's so important to remember that because we like preach so much about it, but we don't really take that into account, right? Yeah, exactly. You can preach it all you want, but if you're actually implementing it is another story. Yeah. <laughs> so you need to take action. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the best way to start is even writing a post-it note, sticking it on your computer. You know, the act of physically writing something down, um, I think, really makes it stick into your mind. So sometimes if I'm really stressed out, I will physically write down it's PR, not ER. Um <laughs> You know, typing it on your phone isn't going to do anything. I think you need to physically write it out. Oh, I Um, love that. That's super important to me. Um, You know, it's so easy to take notes on your phone, whether you're, you know, doing your podcast notes Mm -hmm. or what have you. But I think, um, again, the act of physically writing it it really makes it stick. Yeah. So what's like your number one strategy that you would give for somebody who is so stressed out to the point where they feel like life is going to (laughs) end, but it's not? I mean, I say go outside. That's the biggest thing is get outside, take a walk around the block. Just leave your phone inside if you're in an office or what have you. Just walk around the block. Um, And just that instant hit of fresh air will Mm -hmm. immediately, I think, at least for me, it brings my brain back down to a level where I can calm down and assess the situation. Um, So, yeah, I think the biggest thing is getting outside. Um, We are glued to our phones even when we're outside. And that's so unfortunate as well. So that's why I say leave it inside, leave everything inside, go outside and no distractions. Just take a walk around the block. I even try to do that when I'm watching TV. It's the stupidest thing because I know we even say like, oh, limit TV time. But it's gotten to the point where 
I'm on my phone while I'm watching a show mm-hmm. or something. Like, and I realize I'm not even present when I'm watching it's a crazy. TV show. Yeah. So I try to put my phone in the other room. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, again, going back to the woman in business front, yeah. Organized Jane, she actually has her time cubes where it's, you know, a little cube. It has 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 60 minutes. You set it in front of you, no distractions. So it's counting down, you know. 30 minutes of emails or, you know, 60 minutes of TV, what have you. Um, that way you don't even need a timer on your phone. You use the time cube. No I phone. Love that. Um, so that's actually something that I love using myself. Yeah. So you do use that yeah. like at work? Oh, yeah. It's it's great. It's just a little flashing light, a cute little cube. It's flashing at you, telling you don't touch your phone, don't open Facebook. You know, it's it's great. I would recommend it to anyone. Oh, my gosh. That is awesome. That is so smart. So... Obviously, you do have a very stressful job. I'm not going to lie. But um, as far as what PR is in 2019, 2020, as mm-hmm. we're going into, or I'm going to say 2020, what would you say the industry is going to look like for athletes, celebrities, big names out there? It's tough because, you know, a lot of clients come to you saying their goal in life to, is to be featured in a print magazine. And mm-hmm. I think that's great. But it's we're still at the point where it's I'm having to explain to clients why online is more impactful. Okay. So um, what I do is I try to get my clients in television, radio, podcasts, you know, print and online um, magazines and print is dying. And that's just yeah. the reality. And it's really, really sad. And I, I hate it. But they're going to get so much more bang for their buck if they're online. And so really explaining to people that, you know, me spending hours and hours of my time trying to get them into a print magazine is is not going to be worth their money. You know, right. we need to get all those online hits. Right. Um, and then there's always <laughs> the frustrating social media, the Instagram Instagram algorithm that's always changing is extremely frustrating for everyone. Um, I honestly am not sure where social media is headed at this point. It's really hard to predict, but that's a huge cause of stress for clients as well. And so I typically work with social media strategists and we create a whole team and, you know, work that way. But that's something going into 2020 that's still going to be really relevant. Okay. I just I I really can't say exactly where it's headed. You know, they're getting rid of likes, um, which they have already in a few countries. Um, So I hope that reduces stress for people. Yeah. Um, But I'm not sure. And then, you know, I don't know if some people will unfortunately be losing their jobs because of where it's headed. So um, I think just the big thing is having an online presence. But being your most authentic self mm-hmm. um, online is is so important, and that's where everyone's getting their news. So yeah, um, it, it's it's so important to be. You're right your on self. Yeah, you're right on the money there. I mean, I think it's really fascinating because, like, I came from local news, and yeah, we're thinking about putting stories on the website. That's a big thing, you know, or maybe tweeting out a story, highlights, whatever. I mean, obviously, I was in sports, mm-hmm. but. Um, I felt so behind, like once I moved into my podcast, I felt like I was so behind it with this digital age, like yeah. that we're moving into. And I think it's really, really smart that like for your clients, you're really good about placing them on these digital platforms. Like, you know, who is getting the word out there. And exa- it's exactly what you said. Like, I'm getting my news on my phone in the mm-hmm. morning. I'm not always turning on the TV or looking up into the newspaper. Um, so I think it's really, really smart that you 
kind of project that. And I know people are talking about it a lot, but I do think that we forget it because we think, oh, you know, the big TV anchors, those are number one. You need to get on the morning show. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, you're not doing a good job at promoting yourself. Exactly. And there are so many great new programs out there that only air on YouTube, Apple TV, Roku, what have you. Um, They're not on your television cable, I would say, you know, obviously you can have the Apple TV app and turn on. But those are great digital shows to get your clients on. It's on camera. It looks like you're on the news. And it's just, again, uh, having those conversations with clients and explaining, especially the older clients, you know, that might not understand why it's important to go on these types of shows um, and having those those tough conversations, um, I, I think... There's so much out there. And like we were just talking about before coming on, I said that I love that you film yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, not every podcast has that opportunity. And I think it's great to to get that video out there. And that's how people are getting their news. Totally. I I mean, I think it's really interesting that you brought up the older generation, because I think there's part of the population that like really gets it and is really good at um, adapting to where we're going. And then part of us who really wants to stay in like the old media, Mm -hmm. the old stuff. So how do you have that tough conversation with maybe a client or maybe just like somebody you're mentoring trying to explain where media is going? Yeah, I I think the biggest thing for me that's been really useful is just sending examples. Okay. of success stories, uh, especially, you know, saying X client booked a job because they did these appearances that were all online or X client sold X amount of books because they did all of these online appearances, you know. Um, so showing them case studies really helps, especially with the older generations. And then just send as many examples as you can mm-hmm. um, and show show them how great it looks. I mean, it all looks professional. You know, you can think online it looks janky or what have you. But well, it used to. Now, I mean, not as, now, now it almost looks better. Yeah. So it's really, I think the examples is just an easy way to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, big time. So for clients like athletes, say Julie Heldman, mm-hmm. for example, she's been on so many different programs, yes. <laughs> a plethora. I know she's been in like different cities and, and whatnot. Um, so what's your biggest strategy for getting her on there, promoting her story? Because, mm-hmm. you know, she's been around for a while and her biz- biggest success was decades ago. So how do you yep. promote her in this day and age? It's crazy because, you know, I feel like she's lived 20 different lives at this point. And I think it's super important to remember once you retire as an athlete, the world is still your oyster. You can do so many different things. You know, she went to law school. She ran a very successful business. Um, She ultimately became a very successful author and then, you know, just recorded her audio book and strengthened her voice and was in a recording studio for months doing it. I think it's on my end, finding all those different elements. There's so many different themes in her life and pulling out those themes. So, of course, there's the equal pay, um, her success as an athlete. But then moving forward, there's mental health, there's family, there's running a business, um, being a lawyer. So I can use also all those themes to my advantage. And so not limiting myself just to 
the amazing sports publications, that's great. But I cast a super wide net when I was pitching her because we can get her in, you know, amazing women's magazines, amazing mental health platforms, you know, working with different charity groups. Um, So I think it's just as a retired athlete, you have to remember to cast a super wide net because your reach is bigger than you think. And, um, you know, no matter what you're passionate about, you know, say passionate about animals or what have you, you can really tap into a really wide audience and you don't realize it. Right. So for somebody that might be just coming off um, their sports career and is looking to start promoting themselves, mm-hmm. would you say the number one thing is to hire a publicist or would you say start marketing yourself first? I would say first sit down and figuring out what you're passionate about. You know, if you already know, great. But a lot of people I think need just to take a quick break and reevaluate what is it that I'm passionate about? What is it that what impact do I want to leave on the world? Um, You know, because it's easy to just say yes to a book deal. Yes to being a TV host, you know, whatever comes your way right after you retire. But is are you really passionate about that? Yes. Um, And I see so many instances. I'm, I'm sure you do, too, of, you know, people just saying yes to whatever comes first. And I think it's taking a beat. Um you know, reevaluate what you're passionate about and then start marketing yourself. If you have the funds, build out, start building out a team. Um, Like we were talking about maybe your agent, if you still have one, um, can help you, point you in the right direction and work with your manager, hire a publicist. But I wouldn't say hire a publicist immediately if you don't have a project in the works, Right. you know. First, get that book deal if that's what you want. Then get a publicist to promote your book. Okay. So it's just following those steps um, because oftentimes I do see, <laughs> unfortunately, some publicists, you know, going after athletes right at when they retire and, you know, they say we can work together, but then there's nothing really concrete to promote. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't want to waste people's times or their money. <laughs> so I like to make sure that they have something concrete to promote. Well, it doesn't have to be, you know, physical, but mm-hmm. at least a message yeah. um, that's impactful. Yeah. So f- with people like Julie Heldman or mm-hmm. T. Shane Johnson, they obviously have big platforms. Did they find you or tell mm-hmm. me a little bit about that relationship there? So Julie's daughter is actually one of my other clients. Okay. So that's how that came about. Got it. <laughs> Which is crazy. Um, you know, my client reached out to me and she said, hey, my mom wrote a really amazing book. I don't think it's getting enough traction. And I said, who's your mom? And then she explained and I was like, what? I had no how, idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's how that came about. And then T. Shane had actually posted um, about his tour online and I came across it just looking up other stuff for other clients and I reached out and I said this is really awesome I love what you're doing so I I personally reached out to him so it's kind of case-by-case basis um, and I've had people reach out to me directly it's always a different method Um, a lot of word of mouth Uh Um, and then also you know if you do already have an established team with your agent and manager then they probably have publicists that they enjoy working with and can refer you to. But yeah, it's really a case-by-case basis. And for me especially, it's uh, finding people that I'm passionate about and Mm -hmm. that I feel like our messages align. I like to say I work with do-good clients. Yeah. So that are impacting the world uh, in a positive way. Because as a publicist, you know, you're 
creating news. You know, you are telling (laughs) reporters and hosts, this is the next big thing that people need to buy. This is the person people need to be listening to. And so I feel icky if I'm promoting something I don't believe in or that I feel isn't leaving the world a better place. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I have said no to certain working with certain people or certain businesses because I feel like it doesn't align and I don't feel right promoting it. And um, I think it's important to finding, you know, a team that you feel like you align with because it's so easy to say yes to anything. Yeah. But um, standing your ground is so important. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, and especially because if you're an athlete and you're getting so caught up in the money, the fame, whatever it may be, and then you retire and you're not that big name anymore mm-hmm. or you're not out on the field every Sunday, um, you're not getting that recognition that you're used to. Right. And then it, it's hard to kind of come off that. So I think that's interesting you brought up. I don't really know where I was going with that, but <laughs> um, but I think it's you know, it's it's hard to kind of deal with those things. And so I think it's amazing that you work with do good clients mm-hmm. and people that really do have a mission. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's important because I think we we kind of forget that with athletes or, or people who just have big platforms in general. Exactly. Yeah. It's so easy to get caught up with the image portrayed on yeah. Instagram and you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. So I think it's important to really take the time to get to know your team or your clients, um, and especially if you're just retiring and figuring out what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, take the time to have the conversations. You know, don't jump into something immediately, like I said, just because it sounds fancy and nice, yeah, you know, because we don't know where it's going to lead. Yeah. Yeah. And we were talking about the differences between the relationship with your agent, your mm-hmm. manager, and why you tack on a publicist. So can you kind of talk about that and um, where you would come into play mm-hmm. for that with an athlete? Yeah, definitely. So agents and managers kind of work and publicists work together as a mm-hmm. team. But mainly, you know, the agent is booking you your next job. You know, they're hustling day in, day out. Um, If you're an actor, they're sending you scripts all the time. Um, If you're an athlete, you know, they're booking those workouts and meetings and having those conversations with the owners. Um, And then the manager is really your day to day. So they are aware of all of your schedule. Um, They also can help book jobs and manage publicity if your publicist is not on retainer. So if you don't have a publicist at that time, it kind of all falls on your manager. If you don't Mm -hmm. have an agent at that time, it falls on your manager. Um, I would say most of the time you are closest to your manager just because it is a day-to-day. They know your schedule day in, day out. They know you so well. Um, And then the publicist comes into play when you have a big project that you're ready to promote. Um, And I do think it's important to take into consideration that you are throwing all this work onto your manager if you're not hiring a publicist. Yes. You know, and then their day-to-day job is getting, you know, inundated with all these pitches and interview requests. And they can't do as good of a job for you. Um, So it's important to outsource, I think. That's a whole other conversation, but outsourcing, you know, your social media management, outsourcing, you know, your publicity, X, Y, Z. So we all work hand in hand to make sure that you're the most, you know, successful you can be, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can use that amazing publicity you get. Your agent will use that to book your next job. So it all comes full circle. Mm. 
Um, you know, we'll put together a great press kit, a great sizzle reel of your interviews, what have you, and your agent and manager can go out there and hustle and show, you know, this is the amazing work and interviews that this client produces. This is why you need to book them. Wow. So that's so interesting. It's kind of like a whole new life for athletes, especially Mm -hmm. after you're done playing your sport. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, that can still you can utilize those to get more endorsement deals, even if you're not playing, Um, you know, publicity can be used for so many different things. Huh. Yeah. That's really amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So um, as far as your business, when you're looking at clients and what they need um, from social media or how they better promote themselves, because I know that's not 100 percent what you mm-hmm. do. You're not managing their social media right. profiles on a day to day basis. Um, what's your biggest number one tip that you give them to better promote themselves digitally? I think going back to being yourself, you know, um, if you're comfortable, the behind the scenes stuff does really, really well. So I always say, just show a little bit of your personality. You know, if you love working your dog, people can relate to that. You know, show that you're human because, you know, they see you on the screen, on the field. They see you as not like a godlike figure, but, yeah. you know, otherworldly. This is my hero. You know, show that you are still human, that you're relatable. Yeah. Um, that's does so well. And videos as well. Yeah. You know, like when you when you shoot your yeah. little videos, um, you know, and you just grab your phone on selfie mode and say, hi, guys, mm-hmm. you know, today I'm actually having an awful day like you did recently, mm-hmm. you know, being super transparent that people appreciate yes. that and that actually will help. I've found grow your numbers faster. Yeah, <laughs> than- no, totally. I recently <laughs> realized that. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so amazing. Yeah. And it's it's really scary. And I, you know, yeah. for example, Organized Jane, she was always very afraid of, you know, going on camera and videoing herself and posting social media videos. And then she realized, wow, you know, this actually really works. And I actually feel good speaking about it. Yeah. You have to mm-hmm. let that guard down, yeah. which yeah. is so hard. It's really, really hard. But also, you know, making sure, especially if you are very high up there, A-list, B-list, what have you, um, be careful <laughs> for your safety, but also, you know, let loose. Yeah. I think that's my biggest advice. So have you got started on your New Year's resolution yet? Well, I've already been able to fulfill mine. For me, it was getting organized. So as much as my room's not clean yet, my phone, I'm getting digitally there. Plus, I'm using QuickTrack. Like I told you at the beginning of this episode, this app has saved my life. It's a free download. You can create and sign a contract all within your cell phone. It's so easy. Basically, the app tells you how to write a contract. You feel like a badass lawyer right when you're doing it. Go do it right now. You won't regret it, whether you are a businessman, businesswoman, or just somebody who needs to hire a babysitter and make sure that everything's okay. Go download the QuickTrack app today from the App Store for free. QuickTrack, Q-U-I-K-T-R-A-C-T, QuickTrack. Now, back to the show. So what's the number one mistake that you see most people make on social media? <sighs> That's tough. I don't think there's a right and a wrong. Okay. Um I think it's really important to actually speak up for what you believe in, but there are ways to do it gracefully and there are ways to not do it gracefully. So I think that's where it gets a little tricky. This day and age, some people are afraid to speak up for what they believe in because they don't want the backlash. But I think, you know, 
take the backlash. You have this huge platform. People will listen to you, so utilize that, but you have to do it in a graceful manner, yeah. you know? Um, don't have an outburst, <laughs> you know, and try to avoid. You'll probably get some crazy comments. Try to avoid, you know, responding and getting into arguments that way. But I think it's super important to use your voice if you have one. I love that. And I think because it's especially interesting that you're a publicist and we think of PR as the perfect things that mm-hmm. you're supposed to say on camera and what you're supposed to say that makes you look the best. I know. I Maybe I'm the opposite. But no, I'm but it's, like, it's so true. But it's, 20, it's 2020 mm-hmm. and we want people to be more transparent. Yeah. Like everybody wants people to be more real because our society is... We're going crazy if, (laughs) you know, like I think for too long we were pulling the whole like robotic thing Mm -hmm. on camera. And I even felt that way just working in local news where I felt like I couldn't talk about my mental health issues or other struggles that I've dealt with because I was promoting, even though I'm reporting news and sports, you're promoting the brand, like the company that owns you. Yeah. So you can't talk about that stuff. You feel restricted. Mm -hmm. Um. And now that it's like I have my platform, I can speak freely and it's so much more freeing, but it's scary. Even when I was cheering in the NFL, we were told exactly like what Mm -hmm. to say or what not to say. And you kind of didn't really have your own voice. Yeah. And it's I mean, again, it is important if if it's a job you love, you know, try to follow those guidelines. But then maybe you know, ask to have that meeting with the higher ups and say, hey, like, I really would love to speak about mental health. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like I can help so many women out there. And I'm my story is so relatable. And, um, you know, if they say no, at least you tried. Yeah. Um, If it's a you know, I don't want someone to go out there and speak freely and then lose their jobs. Right. That's why I'm saying it. Do it gracefully. And also check with your team. You know, they'll know they can go check for you. And then, you know, if they give you the green light, then then go ahead. But I think it's, you know, be your most authentic self if you can. Yeah, I, it's so important. Oh, big time. And, I, and for me, for so long, I was so afraid of doing that because mm-hmm. I felt like I had to put on this facade you know and that's why I got off Instagram for two years Mm -hmm. and then I started this new account when I started the podcast but I felt for so long like I couldn't even be myself on social media yeah you know there's so many accounts out there and I I think Instagram you know is cracking down on filtering that out and I think hopefully it'll only get better but it's also on you, you know, go and mute those accounts that are mm-hmm. not serving you. Yeah. If it's stressing you out, then mute it. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, you're not going to offend anyone. Yeah. I know. I had some guests recently on here um, who are influencers and they're like, the mute button is your friend. Yeah. And I like just found out about <laughs> mm-hmm. the mute button only a couple months ago or no, a couple weeks ago because I used to just unfollow people. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, I could just mute them. Yeah, it's exactly. Easy. It's and, so easy. Oh, yeah. People gosh. don't realize it's there, but yeah. you should use it. <laughs> yeah, totally. The mute button is your friend. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Um. So your, as far as your business, mm-hmm. what are you looking for in a client? I know you look for the do-gooders, yeah. but you know, if somebody's looking to work with you or somebody similar to you, what are you looking for in a good client? Well, yeah, like you said, the do good aspect is is huge for me. And um, somehow I've fallen into this little niche where, you know, whether they're promoting equal rights, equal pay, uh, mental health. I have a lot of vegan and sustainable clients. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, I don't like limiting myself. Right. Um, 
and that's what I found at, at the last PR firm I was working at. Okay. Um, so you were at a firm before. I was, okay. Yes. Yeah. And I just felt like I was not into anything I was promoting. You wow, know, okay. I just not, I don't want to say I hated life, yeah. but like, you know, if you're not passionate about who you're promoting, then that's an issue. And so that's why I don't like to say I only represent athletes. I only represent authors. I only, you know, mm-hmm. I don't like to put myself in that bubble in that aspect. But then my niche, I guess, is do-gooders. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, totally. Um, And, you know, I'm not looking for anything super specific. You know, if I have that initial conversation and I feel like we hit it off, uh-huh. then then we move into the proposal phase. Right. And then we keep having those conversations. Um. You know, like I said, I do turn da- turn people away because I don't okay. feel like we align. And, you know, yes, it would be an easy paycheck, but it's not what my purpose is anymore. Right. I love that. That is amazing. So with somebody like Deborah Torres, mm-hmm. who we had on the podcast recently, I'm thinking about her time on Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. Did you work with her before she went on Shark Tank or did you I pick did her up not. afterwards? So funny enough, I had reached out to her probably over a year ago when her business was called something else. Um, And I knew she was from the Bay Area, which is where I'm from. And her company was amazing vegan business getting traction. And so I just reached out, cold emailed her. And she was so sweet. I made a proposal. She didn't have the funds at the time. And then the summer she called me up and she was like, Charlotte, I remembered you. I remembered your proposal. I'm going on Shark Tank. I need your help. <laughs> so, oh, um, my gosh, it was it was the craziest call to get. And, you know, we got contract and everything signed pretty much immediately. Wow. Just because she had remembered our conversations and the proposal. And so, you know, even though you get turned down, you year ago something can happen you just never know um so that was one instance um from time to time i will cold reach out businesses that i think are amazing yeah like deborah's and this is what happens yeah wow that is crazy (laughs) just to think about too like where you didn't not necessarily like that you didn't give up on her but Mm -hmm. just the kindness that you had in maybe like I don't know, letting her doubt or saying, no worries. I don't yeah. know really what you said yeah, with her yeah. saying that she couldn't really afford it at the time, mm-hmm. um, that she probably remembered that and realized that yeah. you were somebody good to work with because I don't know how many people that I've talked to a year ago that I remember. I know. I was with. shocked. You know, and like we were just saying, we get so many spam calls and yeah. I hardly ever answer the phone anymore yeah. if I don't know who it is, but I answered this phone number. <laughs> For whatever reason. I don't know what yeah. happened that afternoon. I was like, I'm just going to answer this call. And it was it was Deborah, which was amazing. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, keeping your mind open and everything comes full circle. Um, and I, again, think, you know, whether you're a retired athlete or a publicist or a podcaster, you know, don't be afraid to cold reach out either. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you get rejected, it's it's PR, not ER, right. you know. <laughs> 100%. And I used to be so scared of doing that. That is what is really good about um, my industry and being a journalist, you have to get good at it. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to be good at looking for new sources and calling, cold calling people and getting yeah. turned down because people are going to be so mean to you and you have to get over that fast. I know. And like, at, at this point, I just laugh. You know, if, totally. someone's, if someone's being mean, they're just, I'm just assuming they're having a bad day. Totally. It has and nothing it's, to do with you. It's, it's actually just really funny. And it's just, exactly. you know, yeah. you just move on. Yeah. But 
it's it did take a while for me to have tough skin, you know, um, especially in the publicity world. You get so many nasty emails and you just have to remember that. Yeah, because you're the bad guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, it's a show saying, you know, your client didn't do well this day or we don't want them on because X, Y, Z. But they say it kind of in a harsh manner. You just have to kind of brush it off yeah. um, and have thick skin. But I think that applies to any any industry. Totally. Big time. But mm-hmm. I think that, like, we've gotten so, um, I don't know, just like as a society, we've wanted to just, like, nurture yeah. people so much and keep everybody in their little bird's nest and be so kind that that's not what the real world no. looks like. Like, you just mm-hmm. can't. You can't do that. No. no. And and two, the thing is people are hiding behind their screens. And yeah. that's a whole other conversation we can have. Yeah. But, um, you know, when you pitch someone, a client in person versus uh-huh. behind the computer on an email, it's totally different response. Um, yes. That's why I do take the time, you know, to try to take producers to lunch, hosts to lunch, you know, editors, because they get to know you and they put a face to the name of the emails they're getting. And I love that. It, that's again same thing with you and you know taking you know your podcast guests out yeah. or you know publicists what have you it's I think super important well and just making establishing that relationship mm-hmm. because then they always come back to you when they need a new guest or exactly. a new client whatever it may be because they trust you yeah your network and relationships are everything yeah and um, I think people forget that it's so easy to just get comfortable behind your screen. Totally. You know, just go for coffee. If you don't want to have a full lunch, just go get a coffee, yeah. just walk around the block, and that's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it doesn't need to be a full-blown meeting. Right. Anything stressful. Yeah. So. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Make it a whole thing. No, mm-hmm. but it's so true. Like, I 100% trust you because you've given me these amazing interviews, mm-hmm. and I don't expect you to just give me a terrible client next week you know what I mean (laughs) but it's like establishing that relationship Mm -hmm. is so important exactly exactly and I feel comfortable sending clients to you yeah you know I know you're not gonna make them uncomfortable ask a crazy question you know take up too much of their time it's just there's so many different factors that go into building a relationship Mm -hmm. in both ways so um I think that's something too that clients learn to appreciate when they work with me is that I have that network of people that I trust and that I know I can go to and book them top tier press basically yeah that's interesting you bring up top tier press um I'm not top tier press Mm -hmm. so this brings up a good question Mm -hmm. When do you know it's a good podcast or a new show or a new blog, whatever, Mm -hmm. to reach out to that's going to be a good way for a new client to either get used to being out talking to the press or just it might be a good way for you to establish a new relationship? Like, how do you take a chance on something that's new? I often take a chance on most people unless I see something that I'm looking at and there's a red flag. But I think... It go back, goes back to what we were talking about, casting a wide net yeah. and booking a wide variety of pieces. Um, and the practice is always great mm-hmm. for clients. And then I love giving people chances. And if I see good content already out there, then I know it'll be it'll be fine. Even if it's not getting millions of views, it's still something great that then I can use to leverage to get a bigger opportunity or you know, there might be just that one listener that we would have never reached with, you know, a top outlet, but through your platform, we would reach them. Yeah. You know, you just, you just never know who's yeah. listening. That's so true. And I think that so many people, though, are so afraid, like, 
I used to even be like this where, you know, just because it's not a big name or something, mm-hmm. um, you're, you don't even give them the time of day or yeah. whatever it may be. So why is it important for, I know you said cast a wide net, yeah. but why is it important for somebody to kind of change their mindset and think otherwise? It's, it's tough. I mean, I think everyone deserves a chance. And <laughs> in terms of, you know, it goes back to building your network, reaching out to the right people. And then, you know, you might know someone that could mm-hmm. connect us to even something bigger. Um, you just never know what can come of it. That's yeah. just the same thing that I cold reached out to Deborah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going to come of it. Um, I booked, you know, Julie on your show. I didn't know what was going to come of it. And um, T. Shane and... You know, like I said, I thought that was one of T. Shane's strongest interviews ever. Mm-hmm. So then I utilized and everyone that. loved that. that yeah. episode. And so then, you know, his strongest interview ever came out of this. And then I used that to leverage for other things. So it's just you just never know what's going to happen. And I think a lot of clients get scared and think it's going to be a waste of time. But you just have to, again, go back to telling them the success stories and how explain how I leverage all the opportunities, Yeah, you know. So you talk success stories. It was funny mm-hmm. when I was talking to Jane, a.k.a. A- organized Jane, yeah. we were talking about how good you are at pitching, <laughs> especially in emails. You're yeah. so good at pitching people. <laughs> and it was funny when she was even showing, you know, because I've seen all the emails mm-hmm. that you've pitched um, to me with your clients, mm-hmm. but then she was showing me, like, how you pitch me to mm. your to client her, yeah it's awesome you are yeah. so good at it and oh, you're precise you. but mm. you get all the information in there so yeah what would you say to somebody who's trying to pitch themselves to maybe like somebody new mm-hmm. or uh i don't know like your number one tip for when you're trying to write an email or do it like on paper because it is hard yeah. when you're doing it with your words and you're not just able to exactly use yeah i think the biggest thing is to be kind of get to the point right away um and to insert links you know like they don't have to go and google you like you insert the links you insert your social media handles and then boom you're done you know explain why you'd make a great guest why you make a great interview why you'd be perfect for this job but just get straight to the point you know these people get thousands of emails a day um and then you know, the crafty subject line I found used to be helpful. And okay. now these days, it's just not doing too much for me really? personally. Okay. I could just say, you know, Julie Heldman, tennis legend, okay. you know, at this point. Yeah. Um, I don't think finding anything super crafty at this point is is super helpful. Um, but, yeah, just making it as easy as possible. The links are huge. Okay. If someone realizes they have to go take the time to Google more about yeah. you, then it's a delete. But also take the time to research who you're reaching out to. Yeah. Um, you know, there might be a sports writer who loves cooking. And then we say, well, you know, Deborah and her amazing food, maybe he'll want to write about it, even though he writes for, you know, ESPN, say. Mm-hmm. You know, I I can see on Twitter or on social media, he's a huge fan of fried chicken. He's vegan. You know, why not reach out to him? You know, you just have to make sure everything aligns. Um, If you're sending them something that they would never, ever write about, then don't waste your time. You know, that's so smart. Yeah. Like, I just think you really do have to think about the the person that you're talking about. Yeah. Do your research. And that's the great thing about social media, too, is you can heavily look through what they're into it's easy to stalk Mm -hmm. if you can stalk your ex-boyfriend you can research yeah exactly it takes two seconds totally (laughs) and you might find that tidbit that'll just make you win that job or 
secure that interview. I love that. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. This is awesome. This is so good. I'm so glad I was able to come. I know. Well, thanks for listening today. Make sure you catch our next episode. Don't miss an episode of After Orange Slices every week, twice a week. So go subscribe so you don't miss the podcast. Whatever app you're listening on, you can subscribe on. And make sure you go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Would love to hear what you love most about the show. And make sure you don't miss any of the behind the scenes actions. Go follow me on Instagram at After Orange Slices.